What's good, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Yesterday, the Knicks did not get the fucking job done. We lost 107 to 105 in game one of the playoffs, the first playoff game that the Knicks have been in in eight years. They were not looking too good early. Julius Randle did not put up the performance that we were used to seeing this season so far. I mean, he shot 6 for 23 from the field yesterday, had 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 15 points in 36 minutes. Wasn't really the best performance of his season. He obviously probably had a lot of thoughts leading up to this game. Obviously, it was a big one for him, probably one of the biggest of his career. And he probably just got ahead of himself, so who knows. R.J. Barrett did not have the best game either. 6 for 15 from the field, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist. Yeah, and the Knicks really uh, were struggling by not having their two key players contribute to the best of their abilities. Obviously, they can't do it all, but Derrick Rose off of the bench, 17 points. Shot 50% from the field. Five rebounds, five assists, one steal on the block. Alec Burks was the superstar of this game. Really put the team on his back. 27 points on the game in 26 minutes off of the bench. He made a lot of big shots that kept the Knicks close in this game. They were down 11 early in They were able to fight back in the second half and make it their game. And they had the lead multiple times, and then they just blew it thanks to Trey Young, who decided that he was going to taunt the Knicks crowd by shushing them. And the Knicks crowd was honestly like one of the craziest in years, obviously. I wish I was there. Hopefully if they make it further in the playoffs, I'll get to it again. But, you know, the Knicks just weren't shooting well yesterday. Reggie Bullock, he wasn't really shooting like how we needed him from three-point range. That probably would have kept the Knicks within range or even built a bigger lead throughout the game. But Emmanuel quickly, he made some crazy circus shots yesterday with the floater. Ten points in 21 minutes off of the bench. The Knicks can definitely win this series, but they really need to figure out the tempo of their game. And obviously, they need to play better defense and control Trey Young because he was literally just going right through the defense or spotting up from three. So they really got to figure that shit out. He had 32 points on the game in 35 minutes. 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Really put up. A crazy performance in his first playoff game. Bogdanovich was a killer yesterday. Knocked down four for nine from three. 18 points on the game. He's a great shooter, and unfortunately for the Knicks, we're going to have to deal with him all of this series. And, yeah, he's a reason why the Knicks definitely lost this game. He was able to tie the game at multiple points and basically screwed us. 
Lou Will off the bench, 13 points in 13 minutes. And the Knicks move on to Wednesday night, where we get game two at the Garden. So, that is that. Around the league yesterday, there were obviously some injuries. Chris Paul got injured early in the Phoenix-LA game. He was able to come back, though, and apparently he's okay. The Suns were looking pretty good early, and the Lakers weren't really hitting too many shots. So the Suns have been one of those teams this season that basically have shocked the entire league into not believing them. Like, they wanted to think that they were just in the lead in the regular season, and they don't know what they're capable of once they get to the postseason where it actually matters to win an NBA championship. But they're actually proving themselves against the defending champions in the Lakers. LeBron had 18 points yesterday. Devin Booker, 34 points in his playoff debut. Obviously, last year the Suns were winning all their games leading up to the playoffs, and they missed the playoffs by a game. So this is a really big redemption story for the Phoenix Suns. They haven't been good in a really long time. So, yeah, that's definitely a story of the NBA. The Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz being the top two teams after not being in contention for a very long time. Last night, the Grizzlies and John Morant, who had a fight to get into the playoffs in the playing tournament, they won 112-109 over the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell obviously still out with an injury, so he wasn't in this game, and maybe we'll see him in the playoffs, maybe not, who knows. But that's definitely a key factor for the Jazz going forward. He's been out for like over a month at this point, and they definitely miss him. So, John Moran, 26 points. 11 for 21 from the field in 36 minutes. Four rebounds, four assists, one steal. Fallon Shunas, 15 points, 12 rebounds, three assists. A big game out of Dylan Brooks. 31.7 rebounds, two assists. He's been big for the Grizzlies this season. He's been scoring a lot. Him and John Morant, they're pretty good tandem. And the Grizzlies definitely have potential. John Morant is one of the most exciting players in the NBA. Obviously, he's 21 years old. He has a long career ahead of him. And he's one of my favorite players that have come into the league in the last couple of years. He's just a really explosive player. Kind of reminds me of like a Dwayne Wade or an Allen Iverson type of guard. So that's that.
And the 76ers won 125 to 118 over the Washington Wizards last night. Tobias Harris, a big game, 37 points. Joel Embiid, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Seth Curry, Steph's brother, who's actually in the playoffs instead of Steph. Sorry, Steph. But uh, 15 points. <laughs> and this is definitely going to be one of those series also that could go down to the wire. It was a really close game. After the first quarter, it was a one-point game and then basically tied at halftime. So... Like the Knicks series, they need to play better defense on the Wizards' side to control the 76ers. Obviously, they're the top seed in the Eastern Conference for a reason, and they're going to be one of those teams that are going to be really hard to defeat and get out of the playoffs. So the playoffs are underway, very exciting. Made me lose some sleep last night thanks to the Knicks loss. And we move forward to Wednesday. Tonight we got the Miami Heat against the Milwaukee Bucks at 7.30. And at 10 o'clock, Portland against Denver. Both games are on TNT. And that's enough of basketball for right now because uh, I don't want to think about the Knicks right now. Uh, Trey Young is never going to be allowed inside of a club in New York ever again after what he just did in front of a sold-out crowd. What a jerk. I was a big Trey Young fan, too. Not so much after that. No, I'm good. I'm good off of Trey Young. He could go fuck himself. So, that's that. A little recap of some UFC from this past weekend. There was a fight night headlined by Rob Font out of Boston and Cody Garbrandt, former champion. Rob Font got the victory. He was able to piece up Cody Garbrandt and withstand his attack early. Cody tried to take him down, but Rob Font was able to keep him on his feet and use his jab to his advantage. Obviously, he's a training partner of Calvin Cater. And the New England Cartel is their team name. And they basically piece people up. They have great boxing. And obviously, coming from Boston, which is known for... It's rich history with boxing, with, like, Mickey Ward and whoever else. And, yeah, Rob Font, he's definitely going to be a title contender. Hopefully he fights Cody. I mean, not Cody, he just fought Cody. Uh, hope he fights Corey Sanhagen. If uh, the fight with TJ Dillashaw just, like, falls through or if... He fights the winner of that. Him against TJ would be a great fight or against Corey. So 
Yeah, Rob Font, definitely on the rise. He's been in the UFC for a long time, and he's finally getting his fair share of the attention in the Bantamweight division. It sucks to see Cody go down, though, after getting that big knockout in his last fight. He went the distance. He looked good. He'll get another big fight in the top five, I'm sure. And he'll move on in the Bantamweight division. But it was a really stacked night of fights. Carla Esparza dominated Jan Shinan. She won in the second round and basically she was able to take her down and Dominate. She's a former champion. Now she'll probably fight Rose Namagunis or Joanna Jerjacek, something like that. But she's a great fighter. And that was in the women's strawweight division. Then there was an insane fight between Jared Vandera and Justin Taffa. Jared Van Dara got the win via unanimous decision, and he was bleeding a lot. Like, his head looked like it was about to, like, fall off or something. He had a cut on the side of his head, and he was bloodied up pretty much the most of the fight, at least. But he's a pretty good fighter. He came off the contender series, and he lost the last time he fought, so this was a redemption for him, so it was good to see him get the victory, and it was his first UFC victory, so he moves on. Then Felicia Spencer lost to Norma Dumont. Split decision. Ricardo Ramos beat Bill Algio. Unanimous decision. Then one of the fights that I was really waiting for, this was supposed to be on UFC 262, but it got pushed back due to COVID. Jack Hermanson, the Edmund Shabazian, unanimous decision. Edmund Shabazian was looking really good early. He was landing some shots, and he had Hermanson hurt, it looked like. And Hermanson basically just used his wrestling to his advantage. And was able to get Shabazian and basically controlled the fight and landed a bunch of shots on him. And it went the distance, but not the way that Shabazian wanted it to go. Obviously, now that's back-to-back losses. One of the legends of the sport, Ben Rothwell, got a victory via... A guillotine choke over Chris Barnett, who is a sensation outside of the UFC. This was his UFC debut, so he got the loss. Ben Rothwell, 39-13 and 13 on his career. He's been around for quite a long time. Court McGee got the victory over Claudio Silva, the unanimous decision. 
pretty entertaining fight. Obviously went the distance, so if it goes the distance, it definitely should be entertaining unless they are not doing too much. And then we had Bruno Silva, who's a longtime training partner of Henry Cejudo. He beat Victor Rodriguez very quickly in the first round, one minute in. Was able to control this fight. He knocked him down and swarmed him. And the fight was over. And that's pretty much it for the UFC card from last week. From Saturday, rather. My bad. Whatever. It's the last week at this point. <laughs> so, moving on. June 5th, we got Jarzinho Rosenstrike against Sakai in the main event of the next fight night. It's a pretty good fight card. We also got Walt Harris against Marcin Tabura. That should be a very good fight in the heavyweight division. Also, then we got Santiago Ponsonibio against Miguel Baeza in the welterweight division. That should be a great fight. Ponsonibio is a very good up-and-comer. believe he's from American Top Team in Florida, one of the best gyms, so... He's an up-and-comer in the welterweight division. Then we got Tom Breeze against Antonio Arroyo. That should be a very exciting fight in the middleweight division. Then Maki Patolo against Dusko Dorovich. Wow, that's going to be a good fight, too, in the middleweight division. Wow, this card is stacked. It starts off with a banger with Jordan Levitt against Claudio Puelas in the lightweight division. Wow, this is a stacked card. Montana De La Rosa fighting in the women's flyweight division against Ariane Lipsky. That's a good fight. And then Tanner Bozer, the Canadian. Fighting in the heavyweight division against Ilir Latifi. That's going to be a very exciting fight. Bozer coming off the contender series. He's a very promising heavyweight. Obviously, in that division, they need a lot of prospects. So, this is going to be a heavyweight-focused card. Looking forward to it. And this past weekend was one of the more motivating performances out of Phil Mickelson when he won another major at the PGA Championship at 50 years old. Honestly, like I feel like I've been seeing Phil Mickelson on my TV since I was such a young kid, and I have. He's been around for over 30 years. He's won a major in three different decades, so congrats to Phil Mickelson. I was honestly just, like, shocked that he was able to beat Kapka. I'm honestly 
shocked that he was able to get the job done, but not really because he's one of the GOATs and he could probably do anything in the sport of golf. And apparently Kopka had like an injured knee and yeah, I'm honestly just into golf because like my dad watches it and stuff, so I kind of got into it over the last couple months. I mean, I've always kind of watched it, but like kind of starting to watch it a little bit more. So, yeah, definitely spent a lot of time watching golf this past weekend and Phil ruined Brooks Kopka's hopes at winning another major. And apparently he had an injury and he wasn't a fan of the crowd being right near him. And apparently the crowd was, like, messing with the placement of, like, Phil's golf ball. So it's great to have crowds back, I guess. (laughs) All right, guys, so this week in streetwear, Kith released today six different Vans slip-ons. I'm not really the biggest fan of this kind of style, but they released a couple different colorways featuring a mountain range on one, uh, some clouds on another one, paisley print on a few, and yeah. They're celebrating the 10th anniversary of Kith this year. It was founded 10 years ago, so they're doing a collaboration with Vans. And they designed some sweatshirts and zip-ups to match them, obviously. So that's Kith this week. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy for a long time. I haven't copped Kith in a minute. Not since, like, probably, like, two months ago. I don't know. Who knows? But, anyway, this week in Supreme, they're releasing a pretty good drop. This, honestly, probably would have done better in the fall, but Supreme releases stupid shit all the time. So they're releasing their second North Face collaboration of the season. They're releasing jackets, hats, crewnecks, sweatpants. A whole bunch of North Face Supreme stuff is coming this week. Probably for a lot of money. They're releasing the Summit Series jacket, which is probably one of their better jackets that they have. And then they're releasing a coach's jacket, a backpack, sweatpants, a t-shirt, and a different kind of style. So definitely a lot to go for this week in Supreme. Their North Face stuff usually resells for a decent amount of money, so if you get the right item, hopefully you'll see some success. They're releasing the jackets in 
like an olive, a pink, and a black in the backpacks, the same. So yeah, that's that. And then I'm just trying to think outside of the box right now because like I've been just like thinking a lot about my future and what I really want to do and like I want to work in media and marketing and stuff like that so like obviously like podcasting is probably like the kind of lane that I want to see my future in and I'm trying to figure that out and I'm trying to trying to expand my resources a little bit and make this show an actual show so I'm trying to go to a studio in the city and link up with them and hopefully I'm able to figure some stuff out on YouTube where I could put this show as a video show and try to gain a following on there because like this has just been an audio show and I'm looking to take the next step in content creation I guess but I need a little bit of help so I need some assistance. I may go into the city this week and figure that out. But in the meantime, just taking it easy. The weather's starting to get nice out. It was in the 80s last week. Hopefully it gets back up to that this week, but it was too hot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how people out west deal with the heat. I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. But, you know, New York can be nice in the summer. So, it is what it is. Still trying to go on vacation soon. And have some fun. Trying to head to Florida or somewhere. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Should probably book a trip soon because flights are probably going to start getting packed if they're not already packed. I haven't been on a trip since my birthday. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, shit. I haven't done shit in a while. So, gotta start doing something. And it's been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out.